it's time to experience the Synergy Connection Show with your host, Lucy Forsting. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Synergy Connection Show, where we do our best to try to help you understand the complexity of who we are as humans. We are energetic, vibrational beings, but we vibrate on four different levels. So we are physical, we are intellectual, we are emotional, and we are spiritual. And that is what the show really is all about. Um, I have as a returning guest, Julie Brannon. But before we uh, introduce her, I want to remind everyone there's about 350 shows now on my website. So go to SynergyConnectionRadio.com. And once you're there, you can click on Show Notes. Um, And at that point, you'll be able to see, I think there's like 28 pages of notes. And Julie certainly is scattered in amongst those pages with different shows that we've done together in the past. She is a master herbalist. She's a formulator and founder of Bailey's Naturals Herbal Apothecary, which is in downtown Safety Harbor. And it's a quaint, charming, charming uh, little town here on the West Coast of Florida. She has assisted her clients on their journey to vibrant health for more than two decades. Of course, she started when she was about 12. Um, so, uh, And you'll be able to uh, contact her after the show is over uh, by going uh, into the platforms uh, that are on the various podcast uh, channels. So a lot of people listen on Spotify or Apple, but it's also on Google and it's also on iHeartRadio. Um, when you are at the website, you're going to also see a link into Boomer products. I've been using them along with Julie's uh, products for uh, over five years now. And I think it is part of the reason that I stay as healthy as I do. Um, So check out uh, Boomer products and see what you think. If you decide that there's something there you want to try, if you put my name, L-U-C-Y, in the discount code, it'll subtract $5 from your order. And with our inflationary times, I think everybody appreciates $5 off here and there. So welcome back to the show, Julie. It's a delight to be back with you, Lucy. I've missed you. And I have to encourage your listeners to check out the variety of topics you have on your channel. You've got so many interesting people that you've interviewed over the years. And anyway, I'm just glad to be one of them. (laughs) I'm glad to have you as one of them. Um, We're going to be talking today about enzymes and the fact that they are literally the sparks of life. And um, I, you know, I think this is a topic that I don't understand nearly as well as you do, but I know that without them, you know, as you have said, uh, we kind of become just blobs. Uh, We can't function. And so I I love the fact that you're going to be able to explain it in greater detail to people and especially those that have health challenges. Um, And in some cases, some of those health challenges have come about, you know, because of getting COVID or even getting, you know, the vaccine over the years and the booster shot. So whenever we introduce uh, things into our body, our body has to figure out what to do with it, right? Mm -hmm, Absolutely. Well, first, let's start with what an enzyme is. 
Um, enzymes are biocatalysts. They are something that makes things work better or work faster or work, period. Without enzymatic reactions in the human body, we've got close to 10,000 different enzyme reactions going on simultaneously all the time. We would be a rock or a desk chair or something. It is enzymes that are truly the sparks of life that make us animate, that make us human, that make us alive. So enzymes are critically important. And I think a lot of people are familiar with digestive enzymes. Mm -hmm. You know, when we're born, we have this wonderful bank account of these different types of enzymes that are specifically to to, uh, digest proteins or carbohydrates or fats, like lipase digests fat. It helps our bodies break these things down so we can absorb the nutrients. So those are fairly common. They've been in the marketplace for a long time. I mean, enzymes have been around for decades and decades, but the ones that are used in digestion are used in digestion. Now, when we talk about the ones that I want to talk about today, which are called proteolytic enzymes or more simply systemic enzymes, they go body-wide. They go throughout the body. That's what makes them systemic. So these enzymes taken supplementally are taken on an empty stomach, so they aren't used up in the digestive process. Oh. But, but en- enzymes are really quite fascinating, and it can get quite complicated, and everyone's eyes will begin glazing over within about <laughs> 10 seconds of me trying to give you a, a um, you know, <laughs> a, a, a reasonable explanation. But we all have them. We need them. And, for example, in digestion, a lot of people – that start having issues with reflux and you know gastroesophageal issues because their body is overproducing hydrochloric acid. This mm-hmm. is mainly because we don't have enough digestive enzymes at the party. Remember that bank account I mentioned we're born with as we age, as we eat more and more cooked foods because raw foods come with their own types of digestive enzymes. But that bank account starts running low. And when it does, the body in all its magnificent design and glory says, hmm, I don't have the enzymes I need to digest this meal, so I'm going to make more acid. So the body's really compensating. Oh. And through the years, yeah, you see what I'm saying? So so through the years, um, I've helped people understand that if you have reflux and all that discomfort from over acidity, your body's probably not deficient in um, one of those drugs that <laughs> reduce acid. The body's deficient in enzymes. Mm. Okay. So if we put the digestive enzymes back in, the body normalizes and comes back to balance and stops overproducing acid. I've seen it time and time and time and time again. So these are these are kind of critical, the digestive enzymes. And I'll get to the systemics in just a moment, because if we're eating really healthy food, we're going to the to the trouble of, of eating a nice, clean, healthy diet. We're spending money on supplements. Um, what if we're not absorbing them? If we're not digesting properly, we're not going to absorb those nutrients. So enzymes are kind of a little little bit of insurance that can help you get your bang for your buck with what you're doing with your diet and your supplements. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. And I'm, I'm just thinking, like you said, a lot of people, especially at the beginning of the year, you know, they're trying to eat healthier and do things that are healthier in general. So more salads, more vegetables, more fruit. And what I'm hearing you say is that if you don't have um, the ability to digest things properly, it doesn't make any difference. You could be spending more money on healthy food and it's still not doing you any good. 
Mm -hmm. It matters. Now, there's some people that have really rock solid digestion and never have any symptoms of reflux or, or over acidity or heartburn, as we used to call it. Mm -hmm. um, and then they're probably doing a lot better than the other folks. Okay. Mm -hmm. So it's important to look to digestion. Are we digesting our food? Are we digesting our supplements and absorbing the nutrients like we expect to be able to do? So um, yeah. I, I'm going to knock some wood. I don't have digestive issues, but I take enzymes at every meal because I want to know that I'm going to get the best use out of my nutrients. Now, your enzymes that you're talking about, are, are they liquid or are they um, pill form, capsule form? No, they're capsule form. They're okay. capsule form. And, and again, when I say the word, we, we're, we're taking digestive enzymes. When I say the words using up, our bodies will use up those enzymes in the digestive process and they're pretty much gone. Okay. So from the so time that, you, you know, begin that, um, you know, moving into the stomach and into the small intestine and large intestine, and then they're gone. Right. Well, actually, they're gone by the time they leave the stomach, typically. Really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're they're just used up. Here's a little story. It's, it's going to sound weird, but many, many years ago, when I started learning about enzymes and trying to understand them, um, I took some oatmeal and I left it on a plate on the counter all day long. And when I came home from work, it was this hard, crusty, icky stuff, right? <laughs> I opened, it, it was. I opened up a capsule of digestive enzymes and I sprinkled it on half of that crusty oatmeal, it started breaking down into mush almost immediately. Really? Wow. So those enzymes were digesting it. It was breaking down the carbohydrates in there because that's what oatmeal mostly is, but there was some fat. So it was fascinating to me to see this. I just couldn't believe my eyes. So it, it just made me so intrigued and interested that, that enzymes are critical for our, for our good health. So I recommend... Typically, just take a digestive enzyme. You know, they're not that expensive. There's a, hundreds of different companies out there. Some brands are better than others, but there's um, there's a lot to choose from. I, I would just go to a reputable store and just ask for a high quality digestive enzyme that will that's a that's a broad spectrum that will that will reduce or, or digest rather or assist you in digesting proteins, carbohydrates, and fats. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, and there's another product, um, like even lipase people that have maybe a gallbladder issue where they've got issues really breaking down fat, then taking a lipase supplement is going to be really, really beneficial. So I won't, I will go down that rabbit hole with you, but, um, so that's digestive enzymes. And I, I think that speaks to how powerful they can be. Okay. So now if we take an enzyme away from food on an empty stomach, it will go from the stomach into the small intestine and be absorbed into the bloodstream systemically. There was, there was a lot of debate for many years. Well, how can, the, how can they get past the stomach acid? Can they really get absorbed? Yada, yada. There's been so much research to prove that, yes, they are absorbed and they are utilized. And the proteolytic enzymes, these are specifically a family of protein digesting enzymes, and one of the reasons I wanted to talk to you about this today was because we're seeing so many people with cardiovascular issues. We're seeing so many people with um, an overproduction of fibrin in the body. And fibrin, if you if you study it or, or look at it, fibrin are, are floating bits of proteins. It's the it's the body's response 
it's it's part of the inflammatory response. The body creates fibrin. But if we're into a chronic inflammation stage, which is so important to understand because, I mean, many years ago, they came out and said cardiovascular disease, it really necessarily isn't about what's in your arteries. It's more about inflammation, right? Uh-huh. Because in, the inflammation creates the fibrin, okay? These bits of protein. And then the fibrin, will stick to the wall of the artery and cholesterol sticks to the fibrin. So fibrin becomes the mortar that holds plaque into your arteries. Now I have a question for you. My understanding is as we age, our arteries become less flexible. Wherefore you end up with free radical damage on the inside of the arteries. And then what I'm hearing you say is that the fibrin sticks to those little microscopic tears inside of the arteries and the fibrin um, then creates a sticking point for cholesterol, correct? Correct. Okay. So it's like a multiple level process. And if Mm -hmm. you can keep the arteries clear and more flexible, which I do know that resveratrol does that. So yeah, so if people are listening to this, they want to make sure that they're using something like resveratrol to keep the arteries flexible. So less free radical damage is done. And then the fibrin doesn't have this place to stick. (laughs) Exactly. And that's a very simplistic way of putting it, but it's understandable. And I, and I can even give you a story. I will tell you a story. Um, I have a friend and client who was, in um, at her doctor's office, having actually she was having a, a, a CT scan for something unrelated, and during the course of the CT scan, they discovered that she had an aortal aneurysm. Wow, bad stuff. They call it the widowmaker. The right? widowmaker. Yep, that's not something you come back from. Yeah, um, and and so they were they were starting to circle the wagons right when they discovered this. And then they checked her carotid arteries and discovered that her plaque in her arteries was considered severe. Mm. Okay. And I think at the previous cholesterol check, it had been pretty elevated. So they wanted, of course, to put it on all sorts of medications. And she came to me and I gave her information about a specific enzyme, a protein digesting enzyme called natokinase. Okay. And so she is a former nurse. She's a retired nurse. She did the research and she came back and she said, that's what I want to try. So she started taking natokinase in in my uh, place of business. I have a clinical strength, which is brilliant. It's a fabulous product. So she started taking that one capsule twice a day on an empty stomach. And in four months, she had a follow-up CT scan in four months the aneurysm healed and was gone. Her carotid artery check revealed that her arterial plaque was negligible. Wow. And her, yep. And her cholesterol was down 55 points. No but her kidding. good, that was the bad cholesterol, but her good cholesterol was up 20 something points. So what it did, that little, that little natokinase enzyme, it cleared the fibrin out of our arteries, allowed the artery to heal mm-hmm. and, um, and reduce the, the fibrin in her entire body and brought her cholesterol down. So um, I, I can't get past, I mean, I call these enzymes magical mm-hmm. because of what they can do 
to assist us with our health. And they have been very heavily studied. There are some studies that have been done just looking at, say, I need to bring my cholesterol down and how can that, how can, you know, enzymes help? And I think they were compared in one study, don't quote me on this, you might find it if you have to go searching for it online, where they compared it to statin drugs and found that the protease, the proteolytic enzymes, reduced cholesterol by 34%, where the statin was somewhere around 12%. No kidding. How do you spell that natokinase? It's N like November, mm-hmm. A, A like apple, T, T, O, N like November. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. Natto, N-A-T-T-O-K, sorry. <laughs> N-A-T-T-O-K, I-N like November, A-S-E, natokinase. Typically, any enzyme is going to end in ASE. That just indicates that it's an enzyme, mm-hmm. like the lipase and amylase and cellulase and natokinase and serapeptase. There's a whole lot of different enzymes. It's a whole field of study. But I have just firsthand seen how effective they are and brilliant. Mm. And the good thing is, is it's sourced typically like natokinase, for example, is sourced from natto an enzyme from a fermented soy product. So it's food-based, right? It's a food-sourced enzyme. I don't think the the drug companies want to deal with that, right? So we can just buy them in any health food store. Hmm. And to think that they work almost three times as effectively as a statin drug. Mm -hmm. Yes, ma'am. Interesting. Yeah, so, so they're... And there are very few contraindications. I think if you're pregnant or nursing, of course you want you don't want to you know take these, mm-hmm. um, but but they can work in in every organ throughout your entire body, and um, because another way that I kind of just describe the proteolytic enzymes or protein digesting enzymes is that it's like taking all the blood in your body and putting it through a very fine filter. Hmm because it's going to clean it up so beautifully by reducing and eliminating those floating bits of proteins known as fibrin. Okay. Hmm. And so, and so that consideration, and I, and I have a disagreement with a friend of mine. She's a a pharmaceutical doctor. She's a doctor and she owns a pharmacy and she says it's fine to take blood thinners at the same time that you're taking enzymes. But I'm not a doctor, so I don't make that recommendation. But I tell people that if they are looking for a natural alternative to prescription blood thinners, then it's a good choice. And and people can be transitioned with the help of their practitioner. Yes. Right. Okay. Because I, I would, I mean, I'm not a doctor for sure, but I would think that taking both of them together, um, that you might end up bleeding more than you want to bleed. Well, that's why I say it would be a contraindication. Right. In my mind. Okay. But um, my friend, Dr. Patel disagrees. I, I uh, uh, honor that. <laughs> but what I tell people is if I don't recommend using them concurrently. Okay. Right. I recommend one or the other, but people have to make their own choices based on the information they, they have in the conversations, you know, they have with their doctor. So, but it's, I think it's important to remember that there is an alternative uh-huh. to prescription uh-huh. blood thinners. Yeah, I, I agree with you. We're going to take just a really short little break here and we'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. Are you feeling stressed and anxious about life? Have elevated blood pressure? experiencing weight gain, having problems with your immune system, 
Getting healthy and staying healthy is more important than ever, and it has never been easier when you have fundamental nutrition from Boomer Products. Restore the youth and vitality you are used to in just minutes a day. Check out our website at www.boomerboost.com to see thousands of reviews from customers just like you who are benefiting from Boomer Products. While you're there, check out our podcasts, blogs, and videos, and get caught up on the latest health news and information. Use promo code LUCY at checkout. That's L-U-C-Y to save $5 on your order. Stop existing and start living today with Boomer Products. All right, we are back with Julie Brannan, and we're talking about enzymes and the sparks of life. And Julie, I have a question for you because I think this is one of the things that I'm at least have heard from other doctors is um, fibrin has been um, increased. I don't know whether that's the word I want, but one of the issues with a lot of people that did take uh, the COVID shots and maybe other vaccines as well, that somehow it Increased the amount of fibrin people have in their body. Were you hearing that as well? Yes, I have heard that from a number of different sources. Lucy, um, I think a lot of it has to do with just the maybe an individual's reaction to a medication or an injection creating massive inflammation. Hmm. And that increased inflammation is going to lead to increased fibrolinic activity or increased production okay. of fiber. Okay. And when that gets to a certain extent or a certain level, it really has no place to go but to sit in the arteries, right? Which is where the strokes and heart attacks are coming from. Yes. And I've I've seen some, some pretty impactful images of um, post-mortem investigation of this fibrin mm. and it's it's pretty profound so i don't know that i want to say more about it than that but if we're looking at increased fibrinic activity and we've got a way to reduce that circulating fibrin doesn't it make sense to do it <laughs> oh i would say so the other thing that um you know i've always told people is if you want to know your level of inflammation, the next time you go to see your doctor, because they all do blood panels before you have your physical, right? Mm -hmm. And um, But ask for a C-reactive protein test, because that mm -hmm. is the standard for understanding the level of inflammation you have in your body. The average person has between a three and four most mm -hmm. of the time. The last time I had mine done, it was a 0.1. <laughs> Look at you. You so, do it right, Miss Lucy. <laughs> well, I think it's, you know, I, I do my homework and I listen to people like mm -hmm. you. Um, but uh, you know, and I and some of it may be good genes as well. I don't know. Um, but what's interesting is that my cholesterol level has always been more than what they want. They tried to put me on statins a long time ago and I can't use them. What I did find out is that there are different kinds of cholesterol and there's one that, uh, you know, just technically it's called uh, fluffy, you know, it's bigger mm -hmm. and evidently that's what I have. And so it, you know, they can't differentiate when you do a cholesterol test between fluffy and not fluffy. Um, mm -hmm. So it just always looks like I have more cholesterol than I should have. However, when you lower your cholesterol too low, you end up with like Alzheimer's or dementia symptoms. 
uh, because we absolutely have to have cholesterol in our brain to function properly. So, you know, I don't think doctors sometimes share all of that wisdom with patients when they're just looking at a number that says, whoops, you know, we want your cholesterol lower. Mm -hmm. No, they're not, to be honest with you, in, in many cases, there's a wonderful book called The Cholesterol Myth, and I can't remember the authors, but they're a pair of doctors, hmm. and they basically claim that the way cholesterol is still measured um, and quantified in, in America today is completely antiquated. Really? It's irrelevant. And there are better ways to do this because your, your key point there is our, our bodies manufacture cholesterol because it's food for our brains mm -hmm. and without it, our brains die. And, and the, the statin drugs or the cholesterol reducing medications that we're aware of, they're, they're considered anticholinergic drugs they reduce acetylcholine in the brain. And if you start reducing acetylcholine in the brain, you start losing cognitive function. And right now, <laughs> this, this is, this is going to blow you, right? Blow your mind right now. I think we've actually we talked about this last time. There are over 55 prescription medications that are anticholinergics that reduce acetylcholine in the brain and cause dementia. And people don't even realize that when they're being prescribed these drugs. Mm -mm. So you know what I say, and this is just the world according to Julie, if you get a high number from your cholesterol test and your doctor's freaking out and getting out his prescription pad, <laughs> say to them, look, why don't we just check my arteries, get out your little ultrasound machine and let's check my carotid arteries and let's measure the plaque. Because if I have a, speaking for myself, if I have a high cholesterol number, but I have no arterial plaque, that means that those fats, those lipids are circulating in my bloodstream. They're not sticking to anything and they're not gumming up the works. They're feeding right. my brain. Right. So then I'm okay with it. Right. But I think and, and that's the that information. Right. Well, that's the position that I guess I have always taken because uh, my personal physician she knows that I kind of know what I'm talking about, even though mm -hmm. I'm not a physician. And, you know, the fact that you can't argue with the fact of a CRP at point one and my mm -hmm. uh, D3, which is the other one I tell people, you know, that they need to know because that's your immune system. Uh, mm -hmm. You want that above 70. Well, the range, the healthy range um, is something like 35 to 100. That's a mm -hmm. very long range. And somebody who has a 35 is not going to be able to fight off much of anything. So that's right. You, uh, we the, tell in that people, case, the higher the number, the better. Yeah. Mine's sitting at a hundred right now. So, um, Way to go, Lucy. yeah. So you want, I just tell people above 70, just get it at least to 70 mm -hmm. and that way, whatever's walking down the road or is on a public shopping cart is not going to do any damage to you. Or if you do mm -hmm. get something, it's not going to put you in bed. It's going to maybe take away a few days of not feeling great, but you're going to bounce back from it. Yes. Keeping those D3 levels high up, up there is critical, mm -hmm. not only for immune system, but for your hormone balance as well. You know, there was a research that was done with women who had been diagnosed with breast cancer. And in the, in the test group, virtually almost every single woman, their D3 levels were, their vitamin D levels were extremely low, way below what they should be. Hmm. And so when they found that half of the group, they supplemented with a vitamin D3, got their levels, their levels up to where they needed to be. And they had a 97% or so better survival rate than the other women with breast cancer that did not take D3. Wow. I would, 
you know, that's sad because all of them should have been taking it. And I realized it yeah, was the test know. group, but I mean, yeah. I would have hated to find out that I was in the group not receiving D3. Right, exactly. It's it's a little terrifying, but regardless, the D3 is, D3 is important. It's mm-hmm. very important for everyone and we should all be taking it. And, you know, back to the enzymes very quickly, something I didn't touch on as perhaps well as I should have is that these proteolytic enzymes or systemic enzymes are powerful anti-inflammatories. Oh, great. Yeah. Powerful anti-inflammatories. And and that's important. I've got a few clients right now dealing with psoriatic arthritis, Mm -hmm. which is such an amorphous condition to me. It's like I had psoriasis and now I've got psoriatic arthritis. It's like, what? Anyway. And, um, This is a gentleman who has struggled with this off and on for a couple of years, taken the biologics, taken the heavy drugs and has very low quality of life. So I suggested he research the enzymes. He decided that's the, 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 you know, road he wanted to take. And he told me within four days of starting the systemic enzymes, he said he felt his inflammation was reducing. Mm -hmm. He, he felt better he's and and now these months later he's living a more normal life that's awesome he he just really doesn't have any symptoms at all so you know sometimes i think you know i think of um enzymes as just cleaning up the clearing the deck you know they clean everything up Mm -hmm. and and there's an old adage about enzymes it says if it's dead diseased or doesn't belong enzymes will get rid of it wow isn't that interesting yeah. And that, that phrase was coined decades and decades ago. And, you know, like I was you know, telling your listeners, there are a multitude of different types of enzymes. Um, there's trypsin, chymotrypsin, bromelain. Bromelain comes from pineapples. Many people have heard of that. Um, papain is an enzyme that comes from papaya. Serapeptase is an interesting enzyme that comes from um, silkworms, a bacteria found in silkworms. Hmm. But this natokinase that you talked about earlier, that is one that you sell? Of course. Oh, okay. I sell a variety of different enzymes. Enzyme Science is a Florida-based company out of Venice. Mm -hmm. And and they have a clinical strength line, which I'm lucky to be able to carry. And there are a lot of different, um, like I say, products out there for digestive enzymes as well as proteolytic enzymes. Uh, Wobenzyme is a product that's out of Germany and they've been around, oh my gosh, probably close to a hundred years. Wobenzyme. Um, But the other companies, the research has gone so fast and furious that I I kind of look at that as being the old kind of you know, whatever we've gone past that by now. I'm not going to say their products aren't any good because, of course, they're wonderful. Enzymes are good in general, but I think that their uh, research has shown that there are uh, some other better, I think, products out there. But you know, I, I just encourage people to do their own research, determine if it's a good thing for them. The one thing I would say about proteolytic enzymes is, say, for example, if you're going to have a surgical, you're taking enzymes. You're going to have a surgical procedure, maybe a tooth extraction or something where there might be some blood involved. Stop the enzymes at least a couple of weeks before that. Oh, so that they don't run the risk of bleeding too much? Having your blood be too thin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, I'm going to come back to, is there, do you need to take more than one type of proteolytic um, 
enzyme or would the natokinase kind of cover the gamut? I mean, this is the one you would take and you would take two a day. Right. And, and, and that's what I usually recommend or, or, or would take if I was concerned about arterial plaque. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, because of its, its very active um, benefit against fibrin and fibrinolytic activity. Um, for example, though, serapeptase is thought of as being more effective, say, if a woman has a fibrocystic breast disease. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because those cysts are really made of fibrin. It's all the result of inflammation. Sure. And so... That sera, that that um, serapeptase has been studied and found to really be um, active and beneficial in fibrocystic breast disease, for example. And there are products um, that are a combination of enzymes. And the, I, I lean towards those for sort of other if someone has general inflammation or um, you know a pain inflammation that they're trying to deal with. Um, Enzyme Defense Pro is one. Uh, Wobenzyme, I believe, is a combination enzyme. So, what about are... the gentleman that had? Because I know different people that have things like psoriatic um, arthritis or psoriasis mm -hmm. by itself. Which one would be the best for that? I would go with the combination enzyme. Okay. Um, that's what he's taking, actually. Okay. Was there a brand in particular that you liked for that? Well, the one I like is the Enzyme Defense Pro. I, I was Enzyme, sorry, Defense Pro from Enzyme Science. But Enzymedica has the non-clinical strength line. It's the company is called Enzymedica, and they make a number of very good proteolytic enzymes that people could get at any health food store. Okay, um, if people, because we're coming to the end of our show in a few minutes, mm -hmm. so if people have a particular condition and they're listening to this and they're going, wow, I need to be able to get, you know, that particular one, can they contact you to find out, number one, if you carried it and could ship it to them if they're not local, or number two, um, you know, that they give you their condition and you would say, okay, this would be the best choice. Well, the latter part of your question, that puts me into a place of, of sort of prescribing treatment. And I can't do that because I'm not a medical doctor, mm -hmm. but I could certainly give them information that they could then take to their doctor and make a determination, you know, based on that conversation. Yes, of course, I, I sell it. I do mail order all the time. They could contact me. Um, but, you know, there's the, the computer can actually do some good things mm -hmm. if you look up you know, research, say proteolytic enzymes or systemic enzymes plus research, you will get a lot of hits. There's a lot of research out there um, to be had. So I just like to see people educate themselves, first of all, number one, when they're trying to, to deal with a specific condition um, and then get the knowledge because knowledge is power and then turn it into action. I have but, another uh, question for you too. Mm -hmm. um, I think in the last three years in particular, not just because of COVID, but, you know, inflation and um, the visibility of everything going on in the world. Um, you know, right now we're being uh, bombarded with everything that's happening in California and they needed rain forever in a day. And now they've got way too much. And mm -hmm. parts of uh, the area are becoming islands, I heard this morning because of the rain. So um, stress. How much does stress play a role, you know, uh, with uh, digestive enzymes, for instance? I would think that it, it would play a rather large role. 
Yes, I agree. It does. Stress causes the body to 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 react by producing more acid. Mm-hmm. Okay. And also think about this. When, when a person is under, say, extreme duress, ext- extreme stress, like for example, I'm driving down the street and I have a very narrow miss of a terrible car accident. I'm okay. But now my legs are shaking and my adrenaline is going. When that happens, the digestive system stops. It just stops flat, shuts down. You will wow. not be digesting anything. That's why, and I'm, I'm sorry to say in this sort of way, but they can determine maybe a time of death of an individual by looking at their stomach contents and the oh. state of digestion. Okay. Because when we suffer a trauma, our digestive system shuts down and says, we need this energy somewhere else in the body right now. So we're just going to put it where it needs sure. to go. Sure. So. So yes, stress, well, stress is a killer. We know that it can cause inflammation. It causes all sorts of issues. So, you know, I don't want to see people manage stress. I want to see people process stress, you know, peace, love, and prayer, the long walks in the park, whatever, whatever works for an individual to find time to build that in. It's critical, especially in the world we live in right now. You turn on the news, like you say, with the floods in California, my heart breaks for those people. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, but, Julie, yeah. we we are we literally are out of time. So tell people how to find oh, okay, you real quickly. I'm at four seven zero Second Street North, the downtown Safety Harbor. Uh, that's Florida three four six nine five. Our number there is seven two seven seven two five one six one seven. My website is baileysnaturals.com. That was fast. <laughs> I can talk fast when I need to. <laughs> Thanks, yes. Lucy. Um, thank you so much for being my guest again today. And everybody, please go out there and make this your best life. Try to reduce your stress. Listen to what Julie's saying as far as taking care of your cardiovascular health and other areas that need digestion, uh, proper digestion, I should say. Um, And uh, again, go out there and please make this your very best life. And we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Boomers Forever Young is really making a name for themselves as an exciting nutritional company with products that really work. People from all over the country are starting to take notice. Their whole person approach to health and wellness, combined with their unique array of powerful natural health products, are setting them apart from all the other companies in the nutrition industry. Their customers love the one-on-one free consultations and the results they experience. Sound a little too good to be true? Then go online to boomerboost.com today and sign up for a free consultation with a product specialist or just give us a call at 1-800-861-4609. Again, that's boomerboost.com or call 1-800-861-4609 to join the thousands already experiencing the benefits of Boomers Forever Young products.